Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Avery After Dark, and today's episode is a new series called Tell Me a Scary Story. Many of you have requested more spooky stories, and this is exactly what this series is all about. Each episode is three scary short stories that will leave you sleeping with one eye open. I'll still be doing the weekly podcast episodes as well, don't worry, just adding these in for your listening pleasure. If you want to check out the full episode with video and photos, check out the Avery After Dark YouTube episode, placing that here in the show notes. Without further ado, let the show begin. Have you ever been driving through the middle of nowhere? Maybe you were on a road trip or just got lost on the way to your destination. There's something about being somewhere so unfamiliar. Next time you set out for a trip, beware, you may be in for a scare. This is the house with the red door. Jack was set to make a road trip from Texas to Georgia. He was going to stay with his brother for the summer. The two had plans to go fishing, camping, and he was really looking forward to it. His brother was his best friend, and they hadn't seen each other as much lately living so far apart. He was going to make the drive solo, as he enjoyed the time to himself. Jack started out for the 12-hour drive at 5 p.m. as soon as he got off work. His plan was to make it as far as he could that evening, pull off to a hotel when he got tired, and make the rest of the trip the next day. He'd been driving for about five hours. It was dark, but he felt he could go another hour or two, and then he'd pull off. When all of a sudden, he felt it. His tire completely blew out. He gripped the steering wheel tightly as he pulled off the road. The highway he was on was a two-laner out in the middle of nowhere. It was late, so there was really no one else on the road. Oh, come on, he said as he realized he didn't even have a spare. He picked up his phone and was bummed to see that he also had no service. He waited for a bit to see if any cars drove by that he could wave down, but no one passed. Luckily, just down that highway, he spotted a small house. He figured he could just ask to use their phone to call AAA. Jack jumped out of the car and made his way down the road to the house. As he got closer, he saw it had a red door and looked pretty deserted. It was dark inside, but as he stared at the house, he saw a figure inside walk past the front window. He walked up and knocked on the front door once. No answer. He just saw them. There was someone inside. So again, he knocked. Jack yelled out, Hi, I'm sorry to bother you. My car blew a tire and I have no service to call for help. Can I use your phone? A few moments passed when someone opened the front door slightly. Come in a woman's voice said from behind the door. I'll grab the phone. He couldn't see her, but Jack stepped in the doorway to see the front room was dark and the silhouette of that woman standing in the middle of the room. Uh, Thanks so much. I'll wait here, he said. But the woman didn't say anything or move. She just stood there in the dark. "Uh, Ma'am, your phone? Can you get it? Jack said as he began to get nervous. Something felt really off here. What was she doing? And why were all the lights off? Again, the woman stood there in silence, completely still, just staring at Jack. He couldn't quite make out her face, but could see that she looked older, had pale skin, and was slightly hunched over. 
The two stood there in silence. Jack knew he needed to get out of there. He slowly backed up towards the door and said, Never mind, I'll figure it out, thank you. The woman, never moving from that spot. He quickly swung the door open and ran out. What was that? He said to himself. The whole thing gave him the creeps. Jack made his way back to his car and thankfully, a trucker spotted him a few minutes later and gave him a lift down the road to the next gas station. He checked and was grateful that his cell finally got service. He called AAA and they said they'd be there in 30 minutes. As he waited, he talked with the gas station attendant, a woman named June, and told her all about the strange encounter he had had with the lady down the road. June looked concerned as he told her about what happened. Are you sure you're talking about that house? The one with the red door? She asked. Yeah, I'm sure. Why? Jack said. She paused for a moment and then said, Because the woman who lived in that house was murdered two years back. That house has been empty ever since. Out in the middle of nowhere, you never know who or what you'll run into. Our next story is a chilling one. Bloody Mary, one of the most legendary games to play in the dark. The spirit of Bloody Mary is said to appear in the mirror when her name is chanted repeatedly. Some think it's just a childish pastime for those looking for a thrill. But as you'll hear, Stacy learned that it wasn't just a game. This is Bloody Mary. When Stacy was 13, she was spending the night at her friend Madeline's house with another one of their friends, Bree. The three stayed up late listening to music, dancing, talking about boys. It was getting late when Bree asked the group if they had ever heard of Bloody Mary. Both Stacy and Madeline shook their heads no. Bree's older sister and her friends played, and she really wanted to try. Stacy was a bit iffy, but didn't want to seem like no fun. Bree told the girls the rules. One by one, we each go into the bathroom, light a candle, and then repeat Bloody Mary three times into the mirror. Make sure you keep your eyes open, and then wait for her to appear behind you. One by one, Bree and then Madeline locked themselves in the bathroom. And after a few minutes, they both came out and said it was creepy, but they didn't see anything. It was now Stacy's turn. Her heart was racing and she really didn't want to do it. But she stepped into Madeline's bathroom, closed the door, and looked into the dark mirror as the lit candle flickered in front of her. She just wanted to get it over with. So she started. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Wincing, and with only one eye open, Stacy looked steadily into the mirror, but didn't see anything either. A wave of relief washed over her as she too walked out of the bathroom, shrugged her shoulders, and said, I didn't see a thing. What a waste of time, Bree, Madeline shouted at her laughing. The three got changed into their PJs, watched a movie for a bit, and then eventually all fell asleep. Madeline and Bree shared the bed while Stacy took the sofa pullout on the other side of Madeline's room. The house was quiet, and the room was almost completely pitch black. The other girls were asleep, and Stacy was drifting off, when she suddenly smelled that candle still burning. Shoot, she said to herself. She was the last one in the bathroom, and Stacy's mom had always been adamant about making sure candles were blown out as to not start a fire. Stacy pushed herself off the mattress and walked towards the bathroom. She pushed the door open just slightly to check and saw the candle was still burning on the counter. As she slowly pushed the door the rest of the way open, she suddenly saw something. A dark figure dart from one side of the bathroom to the other. Stacy froze and looked inside, but didn't see anything. She slowly stepped into the bathroom and walked over to where the candle was burning. As she leaned down to blow it out, 
she couldn't help but feel like someone was standing right behind her. She looked up and saw her. Right behind and mere inches from Stacy was a crazed-looking woman. She had a hideous, terrifying grin on her face and began quietly cackling. Stacy let out a scream and bolted out of the bathroom. The other two girls startled immediately jumped up and Stacy yelled, There's someone in the bathroom! The girls flicked on the lights and ran in, but whoever or whatever it was, was gone. Madeline and Bree didn't believe it and told Stacy that she was probably just imagining it. She must have been still half asleep or spooked from the game. But to this day, Stacy believes that she saw Bloody Mary that night. She had trouble sleeping for weeks after the incident. She just kept picturing that woman, that horrifying smile. She never forgot it. Is it possible that the Bloody Mary legend is true? Stacy believes so, and she never played that game ever again. Hmm, maybe next time you're with friends and someone suggests playing Bloody Mary, you'll think twice. This episode's final story is about a weekend away with your loved one. It's just the two of you, out in the beautiful countryside. You have plans to cook, watch movies, get away from it all. Plus, it's Halloween weekend. How fun. What could go wrong? This is I See You. Summer had been dating Paul for almost a year, and Paul's family had a farmhouse an hour or so outside of the city. It was on 30 acres and was completely peaceful and secluded. The two had both been really busy with work and hadn't had much time to spend together, so they decided they would head out there for Halloween weekend. Make dinners, watch scary movies, ride four-wheelers, have a nice few days away. They left home and got to the small farm town around 6 p.m. that Friday and stopped at the one grocery store on the way. They got a bunch of food and all the ingredients to make pasta for that night. They pulled up to Paul's house and got settled in for the weekend. They got set up in the kitchen and began to prepare dinner. When Summer looked at the marinara sauce they had just picked up for their pasta and saw that it was expired. Oh, gross. We can't eat this, she said to Paul. Well, you can't have pasta without the sauce, Paul said, and they agreed that he would run back up to the store and get a new jar while Summer stayed back at the house and got the rest of their dinner ready. The store was just 10 minutes down the road, so Paul said he'd be back in just a few. He got in his car and Summer heard as he drove down the long driveway. While he was gone, she put on some music and poured a glass of wine for herself. About 20 minutes later, she heard someone at the front door. The voice said. She figured it was Paul and he had maybe locked himself out. She walked up to the front door, swung it open, but there was no one in sight. Paul? She yelled out. No response. She thought that he was maybe pulling a prank on her. It was Halloween after all. She stood at the front door for a few minutes and waited for him to pop out but only heard the rustling of the trees and the wind in the distance. She closed the front door and quickly pulled out her cell phone and texted Paul, cut it out and bring the food in so we can eat, she messaged him. She put her phone down on the kitchen counter as she continued cooking, when all of a sudden there was a tapping on the kitchen window from behind her. She whipped around, now really spooked. Paul was a jokester, but this was taking it a little too far. It was right then that her phone buzzed. A message back from Paul. It read, What's up? Just leaving the store now. Be back in 10. Summer's stomach dropped. If Paul was still at the store, who was at the front door? And who was outside the window watching her? She quickly walked over and hit the lights so whoever was out there couldn't see. She slowly crept over to the window to look outside the kitchen window. And it was then she saw a figure standing by the tree line. And then 
her phone buzzed again, this time from an unknown number. The text read, I see you. Summer ran and locked the front and back door, then called Paul to tell him that someone was outside of the house. Summer told him to get home quickly and bring the police. Paul got home and police got there five minutes after, but by that time, whoever he was had disappeared. This is private property and it's all fenced. Whoever that man was was trespassing. And how did he get my girlfriend's number? Paul asked the cops. Police looked around but couldn't find the man anywhere. The cops said that maybe he was just someone trying to pull a stupid Halloween prank. They said they would keep an eye out for him and told the two to lock the doors as they left. Summer and Paul ended up leaving the next morning to head back to the city. Summer barely got any sleep and just wanted to go home. They packed up their car and as they pulled down the driveway, Summer's phone buzzed. A message from that same unknown number. It was the man from the night before. The message read, See you next time. For more spooky stories, make sure you're subscribed up on the Avery After Dark YouTube channel and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next episode, friends, stay spooky.